Jed Fish gets another difference maker for an already explosive offense. Who is this player and what can he bring? Let's get started. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, we've been talking a lot of Arizona basketball this week. We are now going to talk some Arizona football. And as we all know, Jed Fish has done a very good job here at the University of Arizona, a very good job of turning over the talent here. And there's nothing that is more indicative of the, than that of the offense that he has going right now. Now, Couple, a uh, couple uh, things to keep in mind. When he inherited uh, the offense, you had Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz. Those were your quarterbacks. And at wide receiver, you had Stan Berryhill and not a ton. Um, now you look at uh, what Arizona has a quarterback. You got Jaden Delora, probably one of the five best QBs in the conference. Then at the wide receiver position, you are stacked. You've got T Mac. Uh, freshman All-American, going to be an NFL player. Then you got Jacob Cowing, one of the best players in all of college football, certainly one of the best wide receivers. Those two go hand in hand together, and they are both very nice, uh, very nice compliments to each other. Now, um, then you look at the, some of the other uh, receivers there, and I've always felt that uh, Arizona um, probably should have played some of their other receivers last year. I was a little disappointed in that um, because I think it did lead to some injuries. But at the end of the day, uh, all's well that ends well. Um, Kevin Green's played well. You got A.J. Jones, Malachi Riley, but you got another player coming into the mix now. You've got Lamonius, or excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, um, uh, uh, from Colorado. Now, um, where he is, where he becomes fascinating is um, you watch him and you watch him what he can do, and he becomes a very he becomes a player immediately that uh, you're like, okay, I can see what he can do. Montana Lamonius Craig is a player that was a four star kid out of Inglewood High School, and again. He was at Colorado last year. He was their probably their best wide receiver, caught for 400 yards, uh, you know, four or five touchdowns. But you also need to remember that that was with absolute uh, a terrible quarterback situation there and something that uh, wasn't at all sustainable, to put it mildly. Now um, you've got – you bring him in, Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, you bring him in, you're going to probably start him next to – uh, Jacob Cowling and T-Mac, and that is one of the uh, – if it's not the best receiving core in the conference, it's certainly right there, as all of those guys are big-time contributors. All of them are NFL-type players um, at varying levels, and I don't think that uh, Lamonius Craig will be the uh, will be any exception there. Now, he's a little bit uh, – it's interesting because you look at Jacob Cowling, He's a guy that generally catches the ball and then runs. You look at T-Mac, he's the dude that goes up and gets it. Uh, Lamonius Craig can do a little bit of everything. He can catch the ball. 
deep. He can also catch it, and he can make people miss upfield. He's very good at that. But this also just goes to show you, too, that as long as Jed Fish is at the University of Arizona, he is never going to lack for talent at the skill positions. I think that we can uh, we can safely assume that by, uh, by now, that uh, Jed Fish will always have a loaded wide receiver unit. That is obviously a good thing. Um, and, you know, again, Dorian Singer's off to USC. But let's not act like, you know, Dorian Singer wasn't a loss. Dorian Singer can play. Um, so you bring in a player that uh, has similar athletic attributes and, you know, just kind of interesting to see where it goes. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, what does this mean for Kevin Green Jr.? I, like I said, I'm still a huge fan of Kevin Green. I thought he should have played last year. But Kevin Cummings is also an awesome uh, wide receivers coach. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I know more than Kevin Cummings because I don't. He sees him every day. But every time Kevin Green has had that opportunity, he's looked pretty good in the process. So I certainly am not writing him off at all. Keep in mind, he'll still be a freshman this year. He's got four years of eligibility left. And then uh, you got some other players. You got an AJ Jones, six foot five, 215 pounds, a huge man was committed to UCLA. He's had some really nice moments. And then he's had some moments where you could tell that he's a freshman, but as far as upside goes, his upside is right up there with pretty much anybody on the team. And then you also got another guy in Malachi Riley. Now, Malachi Riley was the epitome of a player that uh, Jed Fish is able to get in that he comes in and he's about uh, uh, he comes in and he's about six foot uh, one, six foot two, something like that. And he's able to make some real plays out there. Um and so uh, I, I watch it and I think to myself that this is going to be a player that's going to be able to make some real contributions right there. Um, now, I think with uh, some of the other players then at that tight end position, you got some other dudes. You got a Key and Burnett. You also got a Tanner McLaughlin. Um, both these guys are pass catchers. They can both do a little bit of everything. And uh, Tanner McLaughlin can catch the ball. And not only can he catch the ball, um, he's shown that he can be a little bit of a threat downfield, as can Key and Burnett. Dude. I actually, what's up? I'm on a Zoom right now. What's up? I'm here to check out the lecture theater. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, but the power off about 20 seconds. Uh, you asked me right now? I can make an appointment tonight. Yeah, I'll take an appointment. I'll give you this real quick. Sorry about I apologize about that. That was bizarre. Um, but uh, when it comes to Kean Burnett, Kean Burnett can catch. Uh, Kean Burnett can catch passes, um, and not only can he catch passes, uh, Tanner McLaughlin can also do the same thing. They're both physically uh, pretty impressive players, right there. Now. Um, one uh, one thing that I think will uh, one thing that I do like about this squad though is their ability to be able to um, uh, um, you know to be able to adapt. And what I mean by that is you got a lot of different players at a lot of different positions that can do some different things. You've got uh, like I said, you got Rayshon Speedy Luke, love Speedy Luke, um, fam as we call him on this show can catch, can uh, can get after the uh, can uh, can catch, can make people miss can do a lot of different things out there. Um, I'd like to see him get the ball a little bit more, to be honest with you. Um, not only do I like to see him get the ball a little bit more, um, I'd like to see him get it in a variety of different ways. Catching the ball, um, making people miss upfield, 
just a variety of different ways right there. And that's what he's able to, uh, that's what he's able to do again. And I don't really buy the whole argument. Well, he's a little bit small, a little bit smaller right there. Um, that, uh, a little bit smaller, so you know we shouldn't have him return kicks. I don't buy that. You look at some of the best returners of all time; they're smaller dudes. I mean, the guy that I'll always compare him to is DeAnthony Thomas, who at Oregon, and DeAnthony Thomas was of similar uh, physical dimensions. You could make the case that DeAnthony Thomas was even smaller. And guess what they had him do? They had him return kicks. They had him get the ball in space. They had him do a ton of different things right there, and that's what I think is impressive about what they're able to do now. Um. As far as uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's talk about bird dogs first. Bird dogs. All right, birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All right. Now, I'm not even a big fan of wearing shorts, but you know what? I am a big fan of looking cool, feeling comfortable. Birddogs.com slash locked on college helps you do all of that, and not only helps you do all that, it helps you feel good in the process. Check it out. Birddogs.com. Again, everybody's wearing them, and it's because it looks good. Everybody wants to be able to uh, to wear bird dogs. And again, comfortable, styly, you name it. Again, bird dogs looks great. Um, uh, so again, check it out. Bird dogs, good stuff. And again, I think the ones, uh, I think the one thing about bird dogs too is that you feel comfortable. So if you look good, you feel comfortable, why wouldn't you do it? Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. All right, we're going to be right back with you, and we're going to talk about this addition to the receiving core, what it means for the offense, and what we should expect. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, what should you expect then from this University of Arizona Wildcats uh, football team? I think it's going to be one of the top – 10 to 15 offenses in the country. It should be at least on paper because keep in mind, remember, you're in the Pac-12, not exactly known for great defense. And not only are you in the Pac-12, but you've got players at every position that people shouldn't be able to guard and people shouldn't be able to defend. Now, who are some of those players? I mean, you know, we just went over some of them right now. Um, I think with with the one thing about this squad, though, is – you know, let's be honest here. When you've got a, uh, um, when you've got that type of talent, when you got that type of skill, how are you going to spread it all out? Again, I believe you got to play multiple guys. Again, um, coaches know a lot more than me, but I don't feel great playing a little dude like Jacob Cowling um, at, as much as he played. Now, again, I know that he's got to play, but again, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's probably about five eight, and he's probably about a buck ninety. So again. Want him, want him to play a ton, but more like 80% of the snaps, not um, not uh, 95 or 98, whatever the case, that case may be. So that's what I want to see. That's what I'd like to see there. You've got depth now. Utilize it. And when you can utilize it, when you got that depth, utilize it. And because, again, I mean, it's kind of like that old USC thing where you're uh, – we got, you know, our backups are as our backups are as good as our starters almost. So, you know, when you got to tap out for a minute, there's no shame in that. Go ahead and do that, and we'll get somebody else in there, and we'll get you right back out onto the field. Arizona's at that point now, and again, that's a testament to Fish because a lot of, uh, you know, I mean that that just is what it is. That's a testament to Jed Fish because this talent was not at that level when he took over, and not only was it not at this at that level. It was not to the uh, – it wasn't even close to being 
mediocre power five. Now he's got one of the best skill position uh, teams in the country. And on top of that, you got running backs out of the backfield that can also catch the ball. Um, Michael Wiley. Michael Wiley could have maybe gone to the NFL. I think that he's going to have a chance to play in the NFL. And if he doesn't have a chance to play in the NFL, um, he's going to make a um, – He's going to make a, uh, a lot of money doing something else, playing football, because he's really good. But again, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. All of this makes Jaden Delora's job much, much easier. And by making it much easier, again, it's not saying that Jaden Delora can't play. Jaden Delora can obviously play, but sometimes it just helps to be able to get guys the, uh, their uh you know, their reps a little bit uh a little bit earlier. And when um uh, you know, when you got those running backs back there, when you got Michael Wiley, when you got Jonah Coleman, when you got DJ Williams, you got Brandon Johnson. These are guys that can also break it deep. And not only can they break it deep, they can get uh, they, when they get loose, they can make it up or uh, they can make it up field. They can make guys miss or they can get behind it. That's how impressive they are. Um, and again, that's a testament to what Jed Fish has been building right here. So, again, kudos to Jed Fish right there. Now, the offensive line that's got to keep them upright. Um, you got four, you got, well, you got two guys that are probably all, that are probably all American first round pick types. And by that, I mean, you've got, um, uh, you've got, um, basically, um, Jordan Morgan, who probably could have been a first round pick this last year. You look at all the different metrics. He was the number one rated guy coming back this year. And he was the number one rated guy coming back for a reason because he's good. He can move. He's strong. He's physical. He's got all those attributes that you are looking for. And then Jonah Savanea, in my opinion, we've talked about big Jonah a ton. Jonah is the best prospect on this team for the NFL. I think that uh, he's a player that when he is eligible, he's going to be able to hop in there and be a long-term NFL player. Um, and not only a long-term NFL guy, a difference maker, an all-pro type guy. Um, and that's where uh, that's where I think that uh, Arizona is at right now on that line. Now, again, you got to find some other players that are going to make it a little bit easier for you right there. Obviously, uh, Wendell Moe at that other guard spot was a big pickup uh, last year. He showed that he could play, and I don't see Wendell Moe ever coming out of that lineup, to be honest with you. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, he's probably going to be an all-conference guy sooner than later. So you got three positions right there. you got left tackle with Jordan Morgan already all sewn up. Then you've got uh, Wendell Moe at one of the guards. Then you got Jonas Savanea, who they moved out to right tackle, which shows you just how impressive an athlete Jonas Savanea is because they felt comfortable with him doing that. And again, you don't do that if you don't feel comfortable about what a player can do. And you don't do that if you don't feel comfortable about that you got a guard on the roster that can maybe make things easier. Now, we've heard this all the time that generally guard having a guard makes things a little bit easier. Um, and uh, then finding somebody to tackle, and I think that's the case for Arizona, is you're going to slide somebody in there. Then at that center position, you got Josh Baker. Um, I, I'm cool with Josh Baker. I think Josh Baker's a solid player. Not great, but he's definitely solid. And um, but So, again, you got that, and you got to find out who that other interior player is going to be. I don't know who that interior player is going to be, but obviously if you're moving a guy who with All-American potential in Jonas Savanea – uh, to the outside, you got a lot of faith that there is somebody like that on this roster. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about what uh, statistically what these expectations should be for the Wildcats. 
Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, statistical expectations. Again, I expect Arizona to be a top 15 offense in the country for a variety of reasons. First, they've got the skill position players to be able to make this one work. And when I say make it work, these guys are good. They have good players there. And uh, we've been over them. You got NFL players at the receiver position. You got borderline NFL players at running back. Dolores, not an NFL quarterback, but he's also a good enough college player that he can make that. Then you got NFL tight ends as well. So again, with uh, there's a lot to actually like here. Um, um, but uh, uh, now I'm also interested to see where exactly Arizona is, though, when it comes to. Um, when it comes to the, some of the backup spots, especially at that QB position. Now, JDL, the one thing we know about him, he's good. I don't think anybody's doubting that Jaden Delora is a good quarterback, but he's also been a little bit inconsistent, a little bit of questions when it comes to that. Can he get over that hump? Can he bring that consistency level up a notch? If he can bring that consistency level up a notch, um, then I think Arizona is in really good shape. Um, now, uh, with uh, – with, uh, I think, some of these other players then, Noah Fafita. What exactly does Noah Fafita bring to this team? Um, Noah Fafita brings a player who I think is a little bit smaller, obviously, but I love Noah Fafita. I think when Noah Fafita is going to uh, – I think when Noah Fafita hits the field, um, I think that uh, he's probably not coming out. And not only is he not coming out, he's probably going to be a player that all kinds of players look at and say, yeah, I want to be like him because, again, I know he's smaller, but, man, he can wing it all over the field. He can move. I'm excited to see what he can do when he does get out there because I think he's got that type of ability. And then you got Braden Dorman back there, all six foot four, big drink of water, Braden Dorman. He's also really, really good, and he's a player, too, that, um, you know, the way, the way that he can wing it around, the way that he can, um, the way that he can w- wing it around, He's got the uh, ability to be able to, I think, um, make a really, really a big impression out there whenever he does hit the field. Um, so, again, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, when uh, with uh, I do have a, I do have a couple questions, though, about the defense, which we're obviously going to talk about the next show defensively, though. Um, there's going to be a lot of questions, but special teams wise, I do have a lot of comfort in what Arizona has out there from a kicking position. Um, and not only that, not only do I have a lot of confidence at that, at that kicking spot right there, I have a lot of confidence that this Arizona team is going to, when they get into the, uh, when they get in there, um, they are going to be able to, uh, I think they're going to be able to score points. And not only do I think they're going to be able to score points, I think they're going to, at the very least, be able to kick field goals. But I think what's exciting about that, if you're a Wildcat fan, is that how many times have we watched Arizona over the years and they have not been able to uh, kick field goals? They've not been able to make the kind of uh, 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 field goals that you need um, in big moments. Arizona has been able to do that. And not only has Arizona been able to do that, um, Arizona, quite frankly, they haven't even looked close to being able to do that. And I think that's if you're an Arizona fan, you're excited about that entire possibility right there. So we'll find out what that is. Now, a little bit of a shorter pod today. Again, I'm having some technical issues here. I had people knocking on my door when I didn't expect it. So, again, 
Um, we'll be talking all about the defense next show. But again, I believe Arizona is a bowl team. I feel very, very comfortable in saying that. And I believe it's going to have a top 15 to 20 offense in the country because of all the skill position players that Arizona does have at its disposal. All right. On that note, we're going to sign off right now, but we will be back with you tomorrow. As always, back the A. Thanks for listening to Locked on Wildcats.